if they were trying to do a minuscule percentage of the shit that they try to do to everybody else to white men, there ain't no way they'd be down for that. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I am your one of your hosts, Charles Herring, and I am here with my co-host and very good friend, Javier Gonzalez, and we're here today to talk to you about, well, comic books, because it's right there in the title of the show, Hav and Charles Talk Comics. Hi, Hav, how are you? I'm good, Charles. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. We are up bright and early on a Sunday morning. Well, bright and early. It's, oh, it's about to be 10.30. We're actually getting a later start for us than we normally do on a weekend morning when we record, but I didn't want to. So, and Hav was kind enough to let us delay until past 10 o'clock. No, and that was told. I was, there was plans up in the air with our goddaughter, my cousin's kid, that I ended up, we ended up doing that yesterday. So afternoon, midday, opened way up today, and I was happy to sleep in. I woke up at 6 something and i was like you know what i'm sleeping i'm going back to sleep that was me sleep that's me sleeping in now apparently yeah that that's uh, all right hey well, you didn't say better now when i said when i said how are you i'm you, sorry you i got to do your dr cox it's actually response. not dr cox it's the actor his name plays. is dr cox okay know, john c mcginley john c mcginley says that dr cox never said that because john uh dr cox never gave a damn if anybody asked how he was yeah, he was he was a little bit of a pill. Yes, uh, yes, he was a bit of a pill. So, yeah, today we're going to talk we're, some comics. We're going to talk about a couple of comic books. We we both suggested a comic book, as is our norm, and now we're going to discuss them. I got to be honest, I don't know which one came first. I'm pretty sure League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came first, but I may not be correct. No, it did. It did uh, for the, okay. the, the one of the, one of the few times you mm-hmm. suggested. Just the comic book, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which came out in, let me just make a double check, uh, first issue, March of 99, and then Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil, came out in February of 2007. Okay. I kind of figured Shazam, I did not look at either of the dates, and I knew early 2000s, late 90s was when League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out, but reading Shazam made me think it was not that recent. There's just something... There, that's not a knock on it in any way. I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was very, very recent. Yeah, so, cool. and we'll talk more about that. I have some thoughts on that, too. Okay. Well, I'm sure uh, you do. I'm sure you have thoughts on lots of things. That's one of the things I like about you is you have thoughts. I do. I, I do the thinking. Yeah. I use I use the noggin sometimes. That's important. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, published by America's Best Comics, which at the time was an independent label... And you know what? I did. I meant to do a little bit of the Wikipedia research on this. It was an independent label. I want to say under Jim Lee's imprint at Image when he was still flying solo and one of the co you know one of the co owners of Image. But Alan Moore owned this. I okay. think at the time. I want to say, uh, and his co creator and artist on it, Kevin O'Neill. So yeah, I thought it, it, I I really I'd read this before. A okay. couple times, at least, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You suggested it. I'm guessing you enjoyed it, but oh, yeah. what did you think? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the first time I read it. I think I read it for the first time after I saw the movie, and I was not that it. I didn't think the movie was that great, but then 
I was at the comic book store, i.e. the library. So I was at the library and going through their comics at one point, and I, was, I saw the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and I was like, oh, this is the basis for the movie. And I was like, oh, it's Alan Moore. And I really, at that point, was not as into who wrote things as much when I read it, but I thought, well, I, I'll read the source material, and I read it, and I was like, oh, man, this is so much fun. The interconnection of all of these English not even archetypes, just the characters. I mean, they have Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They have... The Invisible Man. The Invisible Alan Man. Alan Quartermain. Yes, Alan Quartermain. Was, now, was Quartermain an actual pulp hero? You know, I didn't... See, I, I never looked that up. I Go yeah. ahead. I mean, you might hear some clicking. Go ahead. Well, we're always here clicking. Well, I don't... We see, would I'm hear, curious. Know, I'm going to ask somebody I, that listens. I, I never hear the clicking. I listen to it in the car, though. And I tell you, I take out a lot of the clicking, because you do a lot of the clicking in any kind of pause, and it goes, click, click. So I go... Like yeah, that. you do that too, by the way. I know. You should know. really that is, stop doing that. That I, that I can stop. That is just pin clicking. Mm-hmm. And that is that I I would have been one of those kids with those fidget toys. I would have had like a collection of those darn things back you re- in the day. You realize if you were actually on the radio, they would probably tie your hands behind your back. Probably. And and put me like in a static chair that doesn't move like a like a school chair that's just bolted to the ground. They they'd have you they'd have you attached to the way Hannibal Lecter is when they move him, except you wouldn't have the face mask on. And the microphone would be positioned exactly it just, just from right about. there. And you, your head would be stationary. It would be this is this is this is why I wanted to get us in the same room together when we record, so I could just strap you down. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Do not kink shame. Anyway, yeah, no, he is. He is. I, I was ninety percent, ninety something percent. He he is a fictional character. He is. He is very much a fictional character. No, you had. hold on, time out. That was not the question. Not I, based on a not not based on a real person. No, I was not thinking he was based on a real person. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was not based on a real person. The Invisible oh, Man no, no, was no, no, not. No. I, it was. Those were books that were written in a play dr jekyll and mr hyde was a book the invisible man was a book these characters are a movie these characters were other people's characters was right. quartermain no somebody he says somebody character. else's character that was oh, the yeah, question yeah, yeah, i was yeah, asking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no yes. I, I knew he wasn't a real person i mean the guy that played him in the movies isn't even a real person <laughs> you mean sean connery yeah he's, he's a fake yes he's fake no one can be no one can be sean connery in real life that would be like a full-time job to be that sean connery all the time or any Sean Connery so, all the time. Yeah, I, you know what? I think like you, I, I don't remember now, but I'm almost positive. I either heard of the movie and then sought out the book, the comic book. Now, I, I, I want to say I saw the movie and then then found the trade. Okay. And then remember thinking the movie was, eh, yeah. it was okay. And then I read the comic book and I was like, well, why didn't they stick closer to this and try to jam so much more in? And they chammed in uh, Dorian Gray into the movie and Tom Sawyer. It, they just tried to, I, I, like, like a lot of times, oh my gosh. Like a lot of times they do in these movies, they try to do too much. He, they try to put way too much into it. So, and I apologize. That is Ethel. She, uh, there's ghosts in her house and she'll just stare at a wall and start barking. And now she's probably hearing something outside that is imperceptible to me, but she is a loud barker. Okay. I mean, so yeah. Uh, Clearly, you can't hear very well with your headphones on since you can't even hear yourself clicking a pen. Right. Why would you hear anything outside? Exactly. So, what else was I going to say? Oh, America's Best Comics, imprint, under Wildstorm. Wildstorm was was founded by Jim Lee when it was under Image. So, 
this is where you get into the whole thing, I think, where when Jim Lee returned to the DC fold, all of the ABC comics, America's Best Comics that Alan Moore did, mm-hmm. kind of were part and parcel of that. And Alan Moore wasn't too pleased with that. I think. I'm not positive about that. Somebody that knows best, knows better about that, might be able to tell me. So, okay. That would not be me. Yeah. I, I have also found a lot of the times when you try to research some of this stuff, and this is outside of Wikipedia, actually, from like real sources, the problem <laughs> with some of those convoluted things is that it's a legal battle going on, and then you have right. two sides having opinions, and you also run into, in the beginning, they did not do the correct legal, not uh, it was not illegal things, they did not protect themselves in the beginning well enough to have much of a say at the end that's because you you that's how contracts are amended is when stuff goes wrong you add more to the contract so it doesn't happen again to you yes and i wonder if alan moore i wonder if jim lee when he went over and did image ever thought he would be back at dc as a company guy and would have sold wildstorm back to them anyway it's a that's all that's a different show but yes. anyways i thir- okay so we so real fast characters Wilhelmina Murray, yes. but she's really Hark or Harkness or something. She's we, we they never show her vampire skills in this iteration. Is she a vampire in this? I don't even remember. I I believe she is something like that. I did not or in between. I was gonna go ahead and read the second one, but I didn't bother. I think she might be in between. But yes, that is the that is her arc. And yeah, you you are correct. We didn't get into more of that in this. They just had one. It was a really good arc, and it it ended at a good place. And now we have a team together that's just kind of waiting to do more. But yes, that you have her, and she meets up with. Somebody Bond, who is a spy master. Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond, who is a spy master. So clearly that that was a that was yeah, a joke because he's a he's an overweight, fairly inept jackass. And in yes. fairness, if Bond were real, based on the way he eats in the books, he'd be overweight. Heavy, heavy drinker, smoker, heavy dr- eats. And, and eats just like he would. Oh my gosh! So he's forming. It, it's the basic forming a team. Yeah. They, they send her off to find Quartermain, who was an adventurer and a colonial adventurer. I, he, he was a colonizer. He went into areas to mm-hmm. get people. But sh- to get there, she rides with... Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo from 40,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And, and he, his Nautilus. And, and mm-hmm. an amazing submarine, way beyond technology, way beyond the time. Yes. Of course. Possibly beyond and, now's time. Just ask some billionaires. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so they, she, Alan Quartermain at that point in time is a drug addled opium. Yeah, he's an opium. Then re- resident. And he's like, he wants her to leave him alone. But, you know, the, the crown needs you. You know, you're not the Quartermain I read about in my youth. Yes. Gets him back on board. And then they are going to go get and Dr. They, Jekyll. And oh, the two ahead. of them immediately start fighting with each other. They do not. He doesn't want to be talked to that way by a woman. And she wants to have nothing to do with this old, decrepit opium addict who she does well, not trust. Very, from the very beginning, when her first inter- well, her interactions with everybody, but especially Quartermain and Bond, it's all about her kind of being an uppity woman. Yes. You know, yes. and oh, you know, disgrace because she yes. was ravaged by... You find out later Dracula or, or some such, and and she's divorced now, and yes. oh, the horror, and, you yes. know, well, then it's no wonder, look at how you talk, no wonder your husband divorced you, you know? Yes. And she's it's, very much a liberated woman. 
it's very sexist and but not in the hey i'm a sexist from alan moore's standpoint it's a hey look what would look what ha- would happen in this time period if a woman dares to be something other than a meek housewife oh yeah oh yeah uh, they yeah, even I'm, reference like i think one time caller one of you you're one of those suffragettes yes they, or... they re- he, he refers to her as this is what's wrong with this is what's wrong with you suffragettes so yes i very very well done the art also there's there's something about the art in this book that I love because it really, really, really captures the time period and adds the steampunk aspect that makes it so just incredible. I don't even know if steampunk was a thing when he was doing this. I'm sure it was kind of, you know what I mean? But I mean, yeah. not this big, big thing. So this is, it's got to be part of what makes steampunk steampunk. I, I think so. You, you know, that's a very good point. This is late 90s, obviously, and I don't remember steampunk being a thing and, until and I, at least the 2000s. Now, there there has there have been things that were steampunk before, but I'm just talking about when it really, like, just cropped up all across popular culture. So Yes. I gotcha. Yeah, so they go, you're right, after, after they pick up Quartermain and drag him out of the opium den, they then go to Paris to find a monster. You don't know it's Dr. Jekyll right. and Mr. Hyde right now. They're looking for, or they're looking for the doctor, weren't they? Dr. J- no, they were just, yeah, I think- they, were, they were actually looking for the doctor. They don't ever say it, is, but they were looking for a particular person who disappeared. And Correct. they get up, they get, uh, they meet up with a detective from paris dumont well and okay dupin and dupin is a fictional character i I don't know if if you knew this and i didn't i didn't do as much research as i should have i'm this is all from memory because i I think i've told you before a pretty big sherlock holmes fan there was a french detective uh, character that predated sherlock holmes by a few years that was all about deduction the same methodology as Sherlock Holmes that, you know, that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote into Holmes, but it was this Detective Dupin, a French character. Oh. And there's a... There so is what you're a saying fair, is Arthur Conan Doyle ripped off Sherlock Holmes. It, it, it's either that or it's one of those things where, you know, Doom Patrol and X-Men happened at the same time and Swamp Thing and, and Man Thing happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think there's, 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 there's been arguments both ways. For For, sure. Forensic science was beginning to come out at that time. Right. They even talk about this. This is, there's a, yes, exactly. That's why I think it could have been a thing where two authors. similarities. Yes. But the fact that Dupin predates Sherlock Holmes by 15 years makes it, no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. No, you know what? I said French. No, you know what? Screw me. Uh, Augustine Dupin. Belgium. Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. Did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Was that Uh, the, the, oh, is that the letter? The purloined letter? It's the his first appearance was in the murders in the Rue Morgue. Oh, okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, but not, it was he did set him in, in, in Paris, I think. I have not read much, or if any, Edgar Allan Poe. Other po than created, some of the stuff we had to. Poe did, created the Dupin character before the word detective had been coined. The character laid the groundwork for fictional detectives to come, including Sherlock Holmes, and established most of the common elements of the detective fiction genre. That's given a lot of credit to Poe right there, by the way, but okay. I mean, it could be. Yeah, because they also, in this, in, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, there's also a reference one of the characters makes to alienists, where they're trying to kind of decipher and get into the mind of the insane criminal 
which was a thing that was just starting to happen in the late yes you know 1800s early 1900s there was a whole show on tnt about well i was about to say there was a great book called the alienist that they made into a show yes okay that they made into that show the book is incredible and so is the second one i've watched the show i enjoyed it but the book oh my god that book is great okay good to know and i was the show was eh, or good enough to say yeah give it a watch if you like that kind of stuff i enjoyed the show yes and i it's it's on hbo okay hbo streaming service which i will which i understand that i'm not even dead naming i'm just misnaming but that's a marketing thing that's just so stupid and i brought that up before god help me it's like twitter Anyhow. Well, and I like those period things. Go ahead. Yeah, no, the period, I, I enjoy the period things. That's one of the reasons I enjoy this comic book. I like historical fiction and I like historical fantasy more. So I yeah. like it when there's some stuff going on that really didn't do it. I, I like older fantasy novels. So when it's, we have magic in the Middle Ages and I can read a book about that. I enjoy that. I So this, with, this, with that era, the steampunk, punk era i really really liked it it was it was great so they put miss murray that the dupine has been tracking this murderer of horse that he murders prostitutes okay i'm sorry i I, you want me to be more pc so that he murders sex workers yes he does the the poor sex workers of paris and and it happened years ago and he sees it starting again so their solution is to put Wilhelmina Murray out on the street to meet a man. And like you do. Dupin is on one end of the street and who's it? What's it? Quartermain is at Quartermain. the other. Quartermain is at the other end of the street. And he gets bored and goes in to buy some opium. Because yeah. he sees a shop. And when he comes out, she's gone. And it's like, oh no, she got away. What happened? And so they have to go find her. And when they find her, they hear her in upstairs and they hear all of this loud, horrible noise and they break down the door. And there he is, the Incredible Hulk. I mean, Dr. or Mr. Hyde. I don't mean, it's, yeah. it's the Incredible Hulk. No, and yeah. They, it, I'm sorry, that's what the, I do not mean to say that they ripped off the Incredible Hulk. Obviously, the Hulk, it was ripped off. Vice the, versa. But yes, I, I want to be very clear. It is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You have a doctor. He turns into a monster. It's That's what Banner is. So they have yeah, a fight. And, and, and they drug him? They drug him because the, the only... So it works out because she grabs the... He takes his big bottle of opium and booze and shoves it down his throat and saves them all because he passes out. So it's yeah, it's hilarious. And then they lock him in a Hulk, Hulk-proof room on the Nemo. Yes, and that Nemo, that the the Nautilus, I think it's called the Nautilus, it's the is Nautilus. ginormous. It is, yes. It's like a small city underwater. I yes, swear to God. Is. I mean, you also have the the interesting juxtaposition too. I hadn't read this in over a decade, at least, if not more, between colonizer versus rebel against the colonizers. Exactly, uh, Nemo, Nemo versus and Quartermain. Yes, it's. But then they end up kind of getting pally. Well, I, I was going to say it's the old warriors. They fought. They fought against each other not literally but they fought against each other throughout their lives and now that here they are older both realizing what they were fighting for Quartermain especially his his realize what he was fighting for is horse shit yeah and nemo is probably thinking there were better ways for him to do that so you have yeah, this but, but they can both agree on on mina oh uh, wilhelmina that uh, that, that uppity, murray uppity woman but then you kind of know that there's it's more of I hate, hate love thing between him and um, Quartermain and Mina. 
Yes. Uh, especially you get that at the end. I was just going to also mention before I forget, I mean, well, it'll come up eventually, but why not here? Uh, yeah, duh, Alan Moore's brilliant. I can say, I know I say great a lot, but sure. really, Alan he's, Moore is brilliant. He's, he's, Alan he's Moore above. Is brilliant. Okay, Jeff. The, I know. The top, yeah, Jeff will never, li- yeah. never listen to this. He, I know, uh, but but he's not above. He is. He's just brilliant. That does. He's, he's just brilliant. He's not playing. He's not. He's not. He's, he's not playing not, above. No, he, he is. But he just is above. Yeah, he's the above rest. almost every other comic writer out there. He is the. He is that which other writers aspire to, and many many rise to his level. But he just keeps hitting the damn thing out of the park. Yeah, I mean, he's, every he's so, sustained. The the different. So he he had a very he's had a very good career. He's a little older now. All that to say, nobody had this idea before, I guess, is what I'm wondering. I know there had been other, like, collections of within a universe. Like, of course, you get all the DC heroes, and you get Justice League. You get all the Marvel heroes, you get get Avengers. But it was such a great idea of taking the Victorian, right? Victorian? That's This is Victorian age. You take the Victorian era heroes when England was the superpower, the naval power, you know, the world dominating power. And then you could just can cherry pick all these great characters and say, okay, here's my, my league of extraordinary gentlemen. And yes. don't worry about the woman that's leading them, but yes. sh- just, you know, cause they're not going to call it gentle people. Come on. Yeah. It's the it's league gentlemen. of extraordinary gentlemen and their boss lady. And she yeah, really was... is. She takes control of those recalcitrant childlike men. Yes. Uh, it's again, it's just, uh, you have all that. And then he's also making references to Mars and there's, 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 activity on mars and they think it might be martians it's all great oh and then one well, anyways no, i don't know go ahead. Uh, there was one other thing i was going to mention period pieces i'm gonna i i remember the alienist show coming up coming on years ago now thinking ah it's probably something i like you just never making the time did you ever watch penny dreadful on one of the premiums? yes i did and yes, i love that show I, the first I especially that. the first season well, the first season was was better but man that was a heavy damn show yes I, it was dark i i've been having i'm trying to find now i'm better with heavy shows when they're fantasy oriented because i'm just trying to stay away from heavy shows and keep people keep suggesting these prestige type dramas in based on in real, real events time. not based on real events but real like contemporary stuff and i'm like i'm gonna stick to some of this fantasy stuff i got i get enough real crap in my life that i have yeah. to deal with i'm and perfectly fine yeah, and my newsfeed, and my newsfeed, and I'm so I'm perfectly fine with escapist escapist rubbish. I, I'm very happy, and I don't mean to call it rubbish because I I think a lot of the stuff I watch is good. It's really it's really directed for stuff that I enjoy, and some of it is heavy. But there's a fantasy aspect to it which I can make my brain go, oh okay, yes. See, it has a superhero in it, or see, it's it's. Kung Fu fighting in the mid 1800s in San Francisco. So uh, that's or that warrior completely... show I'm watching, which I enjoy. Oh, nice. the, yeah, I enjoy the hell out of it because there's some there's some heaviness there. It's tough to be in in Chinatown as a Chinese man and woman, but it's also set in 18 whatever 78 or 80 something like that, and I don't have to be that involved since everyone in it, if they were real, is now dead. True. Absolutely. Look, there. there's a, a good friend of ours that has suggested Dope Sick, the show on Hulu. And I'm sure it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I trust them. Yes. But it's about the opioid epidemic and it's fictionalized. But still, I'm just I, I tried. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, yeah, I don't. In I don't. fact, 
I don't watch no. documentaries. People keep suggesting documentaries to me. I'm like, thank you, no. Oh, but you'll enjoy this. I'm like, I would probably, but I've also read articles about it. I got all the information I wanted. So I don't want to watch interviews with these people or no, thank you. I'd rather watch it. In fact, the other day just came on uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And now that is just stupid, funny, bad, but still awesome. But I mean, it was... How dare oh you? Oh my gosh. How dare you, sir? Pride and Prejudice. You know, hey, Victoria. How, no. How dare you, sir? You know how I feel about zombies, yet you insist on bringing this up. Do my limits mean nothing to you, sir? Zombies and horror altogether. Yes. Zombies, horror. And Pride and Prejudices. And Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, and Pride and Prejudice. Okay, so look, we they they collect Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, then they go on back. Oh, and, and there's this person, M, that there's Mr. Bonds' boss. Yes, and they, and and, they think and it's... They think it's... Mycroft Holmes. Mycroft Holmes. And we'll get... To, I'm not going to spoil it right now. We'll get to okay. that in a second. Then they go collect... Oh, then there's this weird story of these immaculate conceptions at a, a school for oh. troubled women... And it's and it's the freaking invisible man raping girls. Okay, you wait. A, you just love it. You could have built. Well, I mean, what, the, could, the, that's what it is. I know, but it was such a fun reveal. And this is not a. I don't know. It was school fun. for. Oh no, the whole thing was fun because it is not a school for wayward girls. It is a school for whores. I yeah. mean, they they're renting these girls. Oh, they're chaste and virginal, and you're like, yeah, they're none of that. And neither is the lady that runs it. She's just a straight up madam yes it's ridiculous so it was funny as hell to me she was entertaining somebody at the time of the when they catch him in the act but so he's he's but still that's not he's still raping him i mean they yes, think they're rape. no being... no i by, by the way I, i'm not condoning the rape i'm just okay. saying the whole school itself was amusing in that but yes and and, and speaking of that i'm sorry i'm gonna go here now because we may or may not ever read the second volume or any of the other. How many more volumes are there? Two or three other volumes? There's one at least three. Okay. Because we, I don't Do think remember... all three are on Hoopla, but I swear there's a third one beyond the two that I saw on Hoopla. So if you're gonna, if you haven't read this, you know, turn off your thing and, and fast forward a few minutes or whatever, but. Do you remember what happens when they. It doesn't Invisible Man end up betraying the group and then Hyde punishes him for it in a most violative way? I something that springs to mind a little bit, but I I don't know for it is, sure. Yeah, it is I, graphic. Yeah, I rem- I, that sticks out in my okay, mind. Okay, that, that seems he, familiar, but it has been a long, long, long time since I've read the rest of it. I just purposely uh, didn't read the second volume. I wanted to roll right to the next one, but I was like, no, let's not do that because sometimes we get bleed and. But no, I don't. Oh yeah, I, and then you you can't figure. Yeah, yeah you I don't can't, remember hey, which wait, is part which of which. Is this and what was this? Although I Look, probably would have had less problems because this is a concise arc. He got this. Truly was a full arc. It essentially wrapped everything up except the character stuff. Right. So no, I mean, it, it and it really leaves well it done. open for more stories. Exactly. You know, but but it could have ended right there. No, look, I, since I was clear about what Invisible Man Griffin, I want to say his name was. I didn't write yes. down his name for some reason. Yes. He, I think would, that's he was raping women. If memory serves, and I could be completely wrong on this, and I didn't go back and read it, I think Hyde rapes him. You may be correct. I I have some memory and, of something and, like that. Yes, it may be to death, but if, if you know, but like. What are you doing? Like it was. I just remember. I'm kind of getting like creeped out by it. It was really graphically. I mean, it's a graphic novel. It's a comic book, but it was graphic. I mean, like, oh my god. Well, oh, within, yeah. Okay. With, within the story, with the 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 troubled women shelter, when they're walking by a room, when they're going to meet the three virgins, there is a instructor caning a young lady bare ass naked. No, well, no, she's yes. not completely naked. She has her. Uh, 
hindquarters exposed, bent over a table, and she's being caned. So, yes, it, it is definitely a graphic novel. This is definitely not for children. Or oh, Hav. No. Yeah. No. I had to go I had to go talk to Julie about some of this stuff. I was like, what is what is this? No, it was it look, okay, so anyways, so they collect Julie, let me face? show you this picture. Could we reenact this, but I'm over the table? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that why you're wiggling around need, so much I'm, on the seat there? I, you're you're just I'm gonna need you to wear just, this. I'm gonna need you to wear this red scarf, please. And and here's a cane. And anyway. don't and I'm gonna I'm just call me Quartermain. Don't ask. Just, oh. So they collect Griffin. They go back. Bond meets with them. Tells them, "Look, this guy's got the oh my god! I didn't write down the name of the 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 element or the the uh, anti-graviton. Gravit. Gra- it was something like that. Well, it no, was. It's, it, well, that's what it does. It repels. It's what makes Superman fly. Oh my god! I get to bring this up again. So it re- it it it's an alien uh, material clearly because the earth is trying to repel it yeah it's just a anti-gravity type material and i yeah anyway it's called like graviton or yeah you're right it's anti it's like it's like from avatar i remember i watched avatar the first i think i've told you this before and i think isn't the name of the element like unobtainium or something i have in, never watched, in avatar that I, they want? I cannot i i can't believe i have to keep reminding you of this i have not ever seen Avatar. That is your favorite movie and you know it. Never seen it. You know it. Okay. Anyways, yes, it's it's some and and so the this the doctor is his name in the East End, which is apparently where it's a, it's an Asian English area of London. He's got this huge airship that he's going to get, you know, airborne with the the secret element that this doctor's created that, that got stolen from him and he's going to bomb the city, hold the city hostage, get back at the colonizers, and the League's job is to go get it. And then hijinks ensue. Yes. Hijinks indeed. Hijinks indeed. So, yeah. And then, uh, then oh, then we can talk about the... Uh, I, again, loved Sherlock Holmes. Then they talk about the big reveal that yes. M is not Mycroft Holmes. It's actually Dr. Moriarty. James Moriarty. And then they go back to Reichfeld Falls, the... The battle to the death on the on the cliffs, in which neither of them died, I think is eventually revealed. Does it? Uh, is it? Well, hold on. Holmes didn't. Holmes didn't die. He didn't. We, Holmes he comes, comes back. back in a different one. Yeah, I think okay. there's a return. Of, I want to say Arthur in Doyle this? did that. Well, no, I'm, no, not in this. Okay, not in this. I'm saying in I don't this know about he died because in this Moriarty died in in Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock. They both die originally. Then Arthur Conan Doyle is being berated by the press. And also, nobody wants to read anything else he's writing, so he has to bring him back. But he doesn't bring right. back Moriarty. So I think in, you're right about that. In this, well, he made the classic mistake. He killed off his golden goose. Yeah, and yeah. so he then brings him back. So, and never explains how he came back, whatever. Hey, he survived the fall at the falls. So, Moriarty survives the fall. Sherlock <gasps> Holmes is... Ethel, what is going on? She <gasps> she senses that I'm talking and that you don't like it when I talk, so she barks. And she just barks really loud. She's Ethel, like, Hav is upset. <laughs> Charles is talking. Come here, Ethel. Go ahead. No, so sorry. No, no you're again. fine. You're fine. So okay. Moriarty, Sherlock Holmes wins the fight, kicks Moriarty off the cliff. Moriarty falls to his death but doesn't die. And Sherlock Holmes decides to fake his own death, which 
So he's crawling, he's going up so he can disappear, which would make, that would be like what Sherlock, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's story was about. But the people that were at the bottom rescuing him because he is a secret plant, because the British intelligence would like, took a smart student and had him work for them, but as a, as a bad guy so they could keep tabs on the criminal underworld, but the, he's built himself. Yes. yes. So this is this is his path, and so now he comes back and takes over. Eventually, he takes over military intelligence. But when they 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 ha- he has them, although we never see it. We don't see it. He says shoot him down and bury him in the rubble. But we never actually. I, I will point out because of as as I say to Corbin, did you see a body? We never see Sherlock Holmes's body. So I will give Alan Moore knows what the hell he's doing. He left. He didn't kill him off in a way that he could not recover from. Sure. Because he didn't show what happened. So if you don't show what happened, you can always bring the the hero or the character back. If exactly. You, if you want him dead for good, you show what happened. And then you, have got, you got to do magic tricks. And sometimes it's literally magic to bring the character back. Professional comic book writer. I might need Sherlock Holmes again later. Yeah, maybe I don't kill him and show the body. But, Maybe I don't kill off. Maybe I don't kill off the most famous of all these characters that I'm using. Yeah, maybe not. Hey, I just read this note. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was Sean Connery's last live-action film role. Really? Okay. Does that sound right to you? Maybe. I mean, sure. he hadn't been. That was in the early 2000s. That, so okay, doesn't sound uh, completely. Yes. Right. Oh, I've got the name. I've got the name of the uh, stuff. It's Cavarite. Okay. Okay. Whoops. Yeah, okay. you, you glommed on to my was, pretend name. Yeah, I, I thought I, Graverite, but no Caverite. Okay. Caverite with a C. C A V O R I T E. Caverite. Okay. So yeah, then so they get the Caverite and then unfortunately give it to Moriarty, who's got his own airship, and he's gonna bomb the East End to take out the doctor. Yes. And they get they find out well, because the invisible man sneaks in and eavesdrops on the conversation between Don Bond and Moriarty and figures out they've all just kind of been they've not kind of they've been used to further Moriarty's evil ends. And of course, there's a really good conversation with Moriarty and Bond where Moriarty, Moriarty just says point blank, you know, I, I really can't tell you if I'm a criminal mastermind pretending to be head of military intelligence or the head of military intelligence pretending to be a criminal mastermind. Yes. And maybe it doesn't matter. No, um, it clearly doesn't matter. So I thought that was that was good and great, of course. Yes. And then they, they got to go stop. Uh, what's his face? But you're right, Moriarty does because they... they Unlodge the caver caverite or whatever you said it was. Yes, and Moriarty just grabs onto it. He's well, like, "No, my caverite." Yes, and it takes him out. Now space. you or he finally lets go. Like, well, he probably passes out from lack of oxygen and plummets to his death. But so you never know. You see this already because they use the caverite to get themselves out of the first place where they found it. The water. The wa- yeah, well, underwater. Yeah, because they, they break the glass dome. And all hold on to Hyde, who's holding it, because he's super strong, and it pulls them up out of the water and saves all their lives. How and they got to close it to turn it off, they, they have to and close then they fall back into the water. they fall back into the water. So they rescue yeah. themselves with it, and he can't seem to close it. So he, And by the time he starts to close it, he'd have died from the fall. So maybe he closes it, and somebody will find the cavalrite, or maybe he just rides, lets it go, and he falls to his death, and it goes into space. Or, again, we didn't see what happens, so he can come back. Exactly. You he, never maybe know. Maybe he learns... Maybe he learns to pilot it. The, again, Alan Moore knows what he's doing. <laughs> yes. So he, he's not necessarily going to show it. No, what was great is then we have Mycroft Holmes takes over. Then you have Mycroft show Yeah, so now Mycroft... Which Mycroft... Mycroft oh, go ahead. 
so Mycroft Holmes is there and they're asking about what about Bond and he said no I'm keeping Bond because it's good to know what kind of basically it's good to know what kind of weasel you're dealing with uh, this is keep your enemies in, close in this kind well and especially in that kind of business you want to know that you have a person that will do pretty much anything you just have to make them do what you want them to do that's pretty much anything so and I did like the comment when they're walking away well I guess we found out what happened to his brother he ate him because no that well Mycroft Holmes, unlike in the newer stuff where they always show him as having lost weight because it's modern times, was grotesquely obese. Well, I was going to say, in the books, I thought I remember reading, not that I've gone back and read all the Sherlock Holmes books recently, Uh but I read about the books, and I want to say he is mentioned twice. Yeah, Maybe he's not in the books and never yeah. uh, always as reference as and that I think you're right that he is Holmes is disappointed in his brother because of his obesity. But then at the same time, you know, Holmes has got his opium issues. And, yes. And his brother is smarter than him. And then oh, and then when in, in this, I thought it was interesting. They never say it in the in the original, obviously, Victorian era Sherlock Holmes books. Moriarty calls Holmes an opiate addict and a sodomizer sodomite i guess implying implying that he's gay yes i would guess and although that was never discussed in the books i mean he was lived alone with dr watson dr watson eventually gets married but anyway i thought that was interesting that moore decided to throw that in there Mm -hmm. that was obviously you know done on purpose and just interesting i don't know that's all it's been Uh, a theory and it's also a long history of there's a long history of the LGBT community reading homosexually into characters that are not explicitly homosexual because you could not write a character that was explicitly homosexual. So there are a number of characters through literature that are looked at with homosexual traits to the positive. This is not a now he used it negatively because of the character he put put into their put the words in their mouth, but it's a positive thing because it's very nice to be able to see yourself in books and stories and with the way history is allowed you very rarely get to see anything but a straight white male through most of history and look at all this pushback we keep getting when they put women and minorities and why make your own stuff and do your this screaming that we saw even as far back as the 80s that i brought up in the last pod about the travesty of an awful thing you made me read that had the good part of the Scottish voice complaining about women in the X-Men. Yeah. How dare there be women superheroes? Come on. Yeah. Women superheroes are a... awesome. Yeah. So there's all that. It was good. I, I thoroughly yes. enjoyed it. And as opposed yeah, you brought up, I, again, Sorry. no, that's fine. Follow the mutants. Look, and here's the thing. I, I remembered parts of that so fondly. Like I remembered, in, you know, the X-Men in, dying. Okay. In I remember... fairness, there are parts of it that are very good. It's just the whole of it was not. Well, because it was, I didn't remember it not being a crossover. I, it was literally three different stories that they just yes. called Fall of the Mutants well, that were all happening around the same time. I did not remember that. But no, between the X-Men dying in Dallas, why, you know, Doug why, Ramsey, Cypher dying. Why are what? you making us discuss this again? We discussed this in the last podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, and then Archangel, because there's three of them. There's, there's Fall of the Mutants. I mean, there's there's Mutant Masker, there's Fall of the Mutants, and then there's Inferno. I don't worry, I'm not suggesting Inferno this time, but Hav reacted. Hav reacted to the look I gave him on the FaceTime. Oh my God! Well, yeah, looks could kill and all that. Not this time. Maybe not even this season. If we do, if we if and when when we do a four season, it's probably going to happen. 
it's it's going it's it's going to happen. It's just I uh, and I Inferno is a crossover and it ties up a lot of stuff. So we'll see. I, it's 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 out there. So anyways, as so, opposed to that is so, what I was going to say. So good news, everybody. On sometime in November, when the final the final episode of season three drops, that will be the final episode of the podcast. <laughs> We'll be re- we'll be rebranding next year without Hav. I am taking applications. No, mm-hmm. I would never do mm-hmm. this podcast without Hav. So look Aww. forward to placeholder name and Charles Talk Comics. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be great if your name started with a J eh. and only had three letters. It'd be easier to change stuff. I. Uh, so there's all that. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, oh, be- oh, because it, as opposed to Fall of the Mutants, which I even was struggled struggled to get through this freaking oh yeah it's fun through it's it. fun to read it's fun yes. to read it's deep and fun to read and that's there's something so great about something that has so much in it just in the art and what's going on and you're still burning through it and there's a lot of little easter eggs i don't know if you call me there's just in the art i mean on the buildings on the pieces of paper on the table in on the, the art it, on, the, on the art on the walls in the teasing of the next issue the little blurb the blurbs are great they're they're the, the same idea of they're kind of the same idea that they did in the jimmy olsen stuff it's that kind of funny hey yes. we're, we're having these are comic books these are fun so you have fairly serious subject matter in here but it's fun and they're having right. fun with it which i just again i get back to my why does everything have to be so effing serious yes Comic books can be fun, and I like it when they're fun. I like to have fun with myself. Wait. Well, that's okay. I do, I do, I, I'll, I'll allow it. Oh, thank you. Oh, before I forget, I did write this down just when we were talking. All the... I know that there was a lot of, like, whatever spy... Yeah, there was a little bit of spy craft and, and, and double agents and, you know, mystery, that kind of thing. National intelligence, etc. It always makes me think there's this fascinating real-life person... And I have a book about him. I think he was called The Ghost, was his nickname. Uh, James Jesus Angleton, who was the United States spy master, essentially, from the right after World War II to like the 60s, who just was borderline brilliant and crazy. All this. Well, not, but I think everybody says brilliant, but also borderline insane because he just was so, it would get so wrapped up, all the double. But then a lot of stuff ended up happening on his watch that you found out later about, you know. And and then then they're wondering, well, did he let it happen? Because he was that brilliant. It, it, it's interesting. It, it, so it made me think of that guy. The the the, the Cambridge. There was there were some British double agents that were working for the the were working for the Soviet Union, like the Cambridge Six or Seven or something. That really hurt his credibility because it happened right under his watch. And of course, Britain, but still, you know, Western world. He should have known about it supposedly. And you know, it just thought fascinating. The, the, the spy stuff in this made me think of him for some reason. I'm not sure why. Okay. Oh, because brilliance and Moriarty, Mycroft Holmes, all that stuff. I, I was going to say because of the spy aspects of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, that's and why. That they're yeah, a sec- yeah. kind of a secret s- strike force. Yes, exactly. He also... They I are the Suicide Squad. Yeah. It, 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 anyways, I just, just think he's an incredibly interesting real-life person that cool. I don't think very many people or, know about. Of course, because he was the head of this. He was like... He was one of the founding members of the CIA. Let me just say that. Okay. So yeah, it's just a fascinating read. So there's all that. Okay, that's it. I'm, I got no more use for this comic. Now, anything right. else? Nope. We're good. I I like the comic. I'm going to read the second volume just because cool. I enjoyed it. All cool, right. Cool. So 
We have hey. a website called uh, Hob and Charles. We don't have an email. Okay. We, we have a website called hobandcharles.com, and that's spelled J-A-V-A-N-D-C-H-A-R-L-E-S dot C-O-M, hobandcharles.com, where you can send us mail. You can also see and listen to the podcast from there if you choose to. We would very much like it if you sent us mail. This is the part where we beg. It would also be very helpful if you liked and subscribed to our podcast. And we're also on Twitter, but you know what? Twitter's dying, so I haven't really been doing anything with that. So thank you all for listening, and now let's talk about Shazam. Boom. Okay, so Hav's suggestion was a very good and very light read in some ways, Shazam comic, because he's been teasing doing a Shazam comic for a while, or Captain Marvel, as as we know, as we kind of know him as from childhood, but we, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I did. I, I read it uh, when it came out back in the mid-2000s, and it, it remembered it kind of, it, it very, except for, of course, the poor kid, you know, being an orphan. It's it's incredibly uh, sweet, except for the fact that there's a six year old or an eight year old living on the really street. Really young, like younger with than like a five year old sister that he finds fairly quickly. I feel like our our Billy Batson was a little older, like nine or ten, yeah, right? T- t- ten or eleven, yes. Okay, and this, and this kid, kid is, is not. He is eight at the most. Maybe first or second grade. Not. Th- I mean, for sure, elementary school. He is I mean, but little, early elementary little, school, little elementary school. Yes. Yes. So, but no, it's just, uh, it is a comic book. It is a kid friendly comic book. I would, that's something I was going to say off the top too. If any of y'all that listen, have little ones, this is, I think a perfect comic book to introduce to, them to Shazam. That's Captain right. To, to let them know what happens if their parents abandon them, that they, they get should, superpowers, that they, they might get superpowers as long as they follow someone that they think is their dad. Who's abandoned them into the subway and then get on a train. Right. Then you'll end up in front of a magical whisker, wi- a wizard in a robe. Who will give you? Hang- who will give you powers? And then will drop a giant stone on himself and kill himself. Yeah. And, and become a ghost. And become a ghost that you can then commune with when you're separated from your alter ego of Captain Marvel, who are two separate people. See, this was the thing that I liked about this was they are kind of two separate people. And it is, it does seem to me, and I did not read it as, as a little kid and I wasn't around when it came out, but it does seem to me that this was more like the original Captain Marvel, wasn't it? Where he turned into Captain Marvel, but he wasn't a little kid. I mean, there was some childlike to him in the fun and what have you, but he was more of an adult superhero when he transformed. I, I believe, I think you're right. I think you're right. As opposed to what we read in Justice League International, Justice League that 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 we read a few seasons ago or last season, I forget, where it is very much Billy occupying the body of an adult, and it's it's so clear that he is obviously he's he likes kid. cookies and yeah, milk and this is. But they 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 uh, yeah, you're right. They are in the, they can can kind of communicate within themselves to each other, but yes. they are two separate identities of well, people in in the same body. And then there was a horrible point at one point that when he suggested maybe you should let the kid out and it looks like he's gasping for breath like he's suffocating inside him but and they never went back to that i was like that's not but wait a minute that that doesn't make any sense that he's he should be perfectly safe when he's lodged inside a grown man you gotta you you just yeah go ahead (laughs) that you correct yourself you can laugh at thought at yourself those are funny those are just a little gross and well no that's incredibly gross and off color and i know i did okay yeah that's i mean that was well well done that just you just slipped that right in, didn't you? 
You see what oh, I did there? Oh, I don't think that. I don't think if you shove a small child inside a grown man, you're slipping <laughs> oh, oh, it in. God. Well, see, you brought that's me down the, to your level. That is that's so the, gross. Uh, that's the Hancock. Oh, that's that's you, you've seen the movie Hancock, right? Yes. Okay, when he's in prison. Now you're gonna I get out of my of... way. Okay, you're gonna get out of my way, or I'm gonna put your head up his ass. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, that you're right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a. You know, I think I only saw that once. That was interesting. I did. Although always, now I think I've seen it at most twice, and I kind of want to watch it again because I remember liking it, and it got panned. And I'm like, I really, I don't. I didn't th- know it, it got did not, I don't know if it got canned, but it is not considered like a really good movie. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good take on superheroes. It, yeah. No. My my issue now is with freaking Will Smith. He had to go be a dumbass and do that thing at the Oscars. Yeah. And my look, I, my look. tolerance for him now has gone way down. I got. I gotta say, I I don't condone what he did. I I don't. He he made a horrible mistake. But in the grand scheme of things, it was a mistake. And we've all made mistakes. It's a pretty big one. But he's clearly okay. got some. He's clearly got some anger issues that he needs to work with. And hopefully he will. And I, the funny thing is, and I, I'm one of the only people that have put this after the slap. If you watch it, the Chris Rock almost threw down because he slaps him. Chris Rock recovers from it, pulls himself up, balls up his right hand, and then goes, "Holy shit, I'm hosting the Oscars!" And then forces himself to relax and start talking again. And it, and no one, he's like, "Man, he just, he just went and he backed up. He didn't back down. He was like, I'm hosting the fucking Oscars.'" Yeah, it was just. I remember we watched it. We were we don't watch the Oscars necessarily every year. For some reason, we were watching that. Maybe because Chris Rock was hosting it. Yeah. Uh, or was he a presenter? Was no, he, he was presenter. He was hosting the Oscars. He was hosting it. Oh, that's what yes. I thought. And maybe that's why we watched. It was like, oh, Chris Rock is hosting. We'll watch. We thought it was a bit. I, a you know, of, people, of course, I thought it was a bit. Pe- a lot of people thought it was a bit. I wasn't watching it. I was on Twitter which I would do sometimes because it was easy to it's easy to f- screw around on Twitter during the Oscars because you get all the you get people clipping highlights and you so you can f- watch the decent parts of it without having to sit through the slog of annoyance and find out who won stuff cuz I'm not a huge fan of the whole Oscar thing and all of a sudden that hit my feed and I got the Australian feed which did not bleep stuff so the first thing I saw was the actual live feed and I was like, holy crap, and the back and forth. And I was like, and people are like, some people think this is fake. And I'm watching it going, that's not fake. That is not Will Smith acting. Will Smith lost his <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, I, and that's not a knock. Will Smith is a great actor, but he lost his shit. That was Will Smith losing his shit, not a character. No, no, I got you. No, anyway. Okay, so yes, I thought Hancock was good. Anyways, so going back to this real fast. So before I forget. Jeff Smith is the writer and artist of this, and his big comic book that he self-published back in the day was called Bone, B-O-N-E, and very well regarded. I've known of it for literally... Oh, I'm sorry. I just did that to you again. I've I've known about that comic book for decades. I think you say it more than I do now. I think I do. Look what you did to me, Well, that's fine. No, you just stole it from me. It's all right. I have have one thing, and now I have it no more. Oh, Okay, again, do you hear that, everybody? It's, it's real soft, with string music of a violin nature. Okay, well regarded. All good reviews. Bone is apparently a masterpiece. Except it's not online, so I haven't read it. And I was going to say, I've never been able to find a good collection trade. I'm sure they exist. It's not on... Yeah, you're absolutely right. I tried to look. It's for not like on a, Hoopla, and I didn't dig deeper. I didn't hit the libraries. 
digital so, collection. And I didn't even hit the non-digital collection because it might exist hard copy at oh, it might, yeah. Dallas Public uh, Library. I, I even or wherever Googled... your public library is, if you're listening somewhere else, the public library is a wonderful resource for free material. And I highly recommend it. I feel like I we haven't talked about the public library enough recently because we've kind of gotten away from that. And yeah. I feel that is the one benefit to mankind this podcast does is promoting the public library. And really, not I'm we're I'm not we're not being facetious about or sarcastic about that at all. It is really I I don't awesome. think I sounded sarcastic there. No, I, I, no, I'm, I'm I think incredibly serious about how awesome the especially right now the librarians are being attacked across oh the gosh. country and they're shutting libraries down in schools. They made libraries detention centers in Harris County, uh, Houston. In Texas, they, they're making that they got rid of the libraries because God forbid a young man or woman, a, a young child might have inclinations or be curious about homosexuality because they have feelings that are not within what everybody else is presenting with. They might check a book out from the library that helps them see themselves in something. And we can't have that because that might turn another child gay. That's not how it works. It's sorry. I got no, off on it's, a, it's I got off no, a little rant there. It's it's incredibly disturbing, upsetting. I can't I I feel badly for the kids that are going through something where they feel like other and they're just looking for some kind of connection to something or someone or figure out what's going on if they don't feel comfortable talking to their parents because they're holy rollers for example or or and look not that there's anything with being religious and i'm not trying to bag on religion but some religions of obviously my mind that i grew up with catholicism being one of them don't like the the homosexual the trans uh and, and they say one thing but really do another or, or it's just not welcoming so these poor the families the kids the parents that have the wherewithal to want to help their kids and then they're being told they can't help their kids and or, or they can't even get therapy or you know if a kid gets to be 15 16 and they want to do certain things hormonally medical treatment wise it's just it's just the the it just drives me crazy look it's it's and everybody knows our, our political leanings it's the republican party they're they're the government they're the, the party of small government except when it comes to your personal life and your bedroom and your body and then they are big government juggernaut where they want to tell you who you can love what you can do to your body if you're a woman especially or an lgbtq plus but i i i, I know many many pundits have said it better than me if they were trying to do a minuscule percentage of the shit that they try to do to everybody else to white men there ain't no way they'd be down for that where if they told men hey you decide when you're 18 if you're going to have kids and if you're not you're going to mandatorily get a vasectomy or something like that there you can they would lose their ever living shit and now i got all riled up but that it it just yeah drives me crazy and the libraries are an attack all that to say at least here in dallas the dallas public library is an incredibly great it's an incredible resource that is open to everybody it is literally free. i did it again i'm so sorry it is it is free i'm so sorry Charles i don't know so why disappointed. you're I, no uh, no i don't get why you apologize because it's your thing and it's i say not, it literally instead of literally anyways it I, is it is free well, to the that's public that's how i say it i say it literally i know it is free to the public Hoopla, on top of that, is online, so any computer, any tablet, any smartphone, not only comic books, by the way, they have actual books, look at that, the pictures. I know, I've, and I've, I've read books on there as well. But. I know, and they, they have movies, they have shows, 
that you can if you have a like you like I have a Chromebook you can Chromecast it to your TV or you know yes. throw it on your TV and anyways it's a great resource. Okay, there you go. You want to yeah. go you want to go either even further. They will lend hotspots if you don't have internet access. You can from I did not know a that. lot of public libraries you can get a hotspot so you can have internet in your house if you need it. I don't know how long that lasts, but it is it is a resource that is very helpful if you need help looking for a job. Librarians will help you do that. The librarians, I cannot stress this enough, are amazing. And it is probably the lowest paid job that requires a graduate degree. I didn't, yeah, I, I'm you know sorry. What? I'm sorry. It used to be the lowest paid job that just, that requires a graduate degree. I, there are so many jobs out there that they're putting up must have graduate degree on and they're damn near paying minimum wage. It's just like, wait, what? I've that's, seen those posts. That's not how that works. I Anywho, don't know. So, yeah. oh, it's been a while since we've gone on a real political rant. I'm proud of us. We were due. It was, yeah, it's, we were due. We were due it's, for it's one. It's been building up because this stuff, it, 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 when you take away the access to information, that is truly fascism. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't learn these things. I, I know. Or totalitarianism, whichever ism you want it to be. It's just, it's just ridiculous. So well, anyway. Just, just, did you hear about the guy in Jacksonville? The, yes. The... Nazi yes. racist yes. had a AR-15 okay. and killed three people. They chased him off a, a historically black university college, and then he went to the dollar store or some such, and then killed himself, of course, because he's a coward. Well, you're doing this stuff. You're a coward. True. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil. Great title. I'm sorry. That is such a no, that, good. No, that is a very good title. Comic booky title. Uh, Earth's Mightiest Mortal, as Captain Marvel is often referred mm-hmm. to, is that's one of his monikers or you know nicknames. It it is the big red you get cheese. The little, yeah, big red cheese because he's corn. You get the the little origin story. It's not over the top, but it's enough to you get boom boom boom. You get it's into a, it. Honestly, it's at least a better origin story than following a stranger into the subway. He thinks he's following his father. Right. That's true. And I was like, wow, the, that looks just like my dad. Yeah, that that's my dad. I think that's my dad. I need to hey dad, why, where are you going? Where are you going? Which is a very it was Oof. incredibly sad. It is I mean, this is this is a true artist writing this because the talking is not so much in this. This is more of a it is picture a book. it is it is a true wonderful picture layout. It it, it that just follows through. It's it's more show not tell, and it's very good at that. No, sequential art. It's storytelling. Yes. Not as easy, I think, as some people think it is. No. And people people that... I think there are some... Not you, but I think there are some people like, ah, they draw pictures. True, great, sequential art storytelling. That's why you get people like look, like Kirby that would essentially do, do the comic book and then give it to Stan Lee to put in the words mm-hmm. after the whole comic book is drawn. Yes. Because the, the pictures told the story, and then Lee could... I mean, they talked about it before. Yeah. Or, I know I've talked about this before, there's a story by John Byrne, it's like the many deaths of Batman, and there's one issue that there's no words, it's just John Byrne, and he was doing the art and, and you know, the art and the writing at the time, and there's just no... It's just pictures. It's it, Anyways, yes, it was very well done. Uh, there, that's true. Not a lot of... No, because it's just boom, boom, boom. It's a quick read, too. Yes, I burned through it, and then I was like, oh, wait, I'm already done. Yeah. So you find out that Tawny the Tiger is this homeless guy that's been looking after him. Talky, talky, talky. Yeah, talky. And he he's he can become many forms. He's Correct. a I think he's a djinn. 
And Maybe. his main form is a cat or our cats, but he takes this form so he can be around him and he can help him out because he feeds him and he gives him some money and he's doing his best he can as a magical car- magical creature to mm. look after this child who they think is going to become the the new Captain Marvel and it's it's very well he does a poor job but <laughs> he also notices that he's following the guy into the thing and so you as a you notice the guy that's kind of looking after him he knows he's following the guy into the cuz he's with Talkie when he goes off to chase the guy that looks like his father or his father into the subway and he lets him because he knows what's going to happen. It's not a bad thing. So it's, it's a little better on top of that. An adult let that happen because it was not a bad thing. It just, again, the whole, the whole original origin story of Billy bats into captain Marvel. I mean, it's the, the yeah. Hey, hey, little kid. Hey, hey, little boy, I got some candy. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, Yeah. Worst origin story ever. Captain Marvel's memory when, when him and Billy are joined, Captain Marvel's memory is a little bit discombobulated, apparently. Yeah, he doesn't have the memory of all of his exploits with... From what I understand, the wizard was his former host. Is that it? Is I think that's how that's, it works. You know what? That, that's, that, well, that's what, that's that what he says, it, I yes. think. You're right. When we were together, and they've separated forever. And that's that's the thing when they go to the to the Rock of Eternal Torment, or whatever that's called. The rock at the end of the, at the beginning of the universe. Rock of Eternity. Rock of Eternity. Which sounds like Rock of Ages, which is the weird... Anyways, go ahead. So when they go there together, that's the only way they can be separate. So they can talk to each other in person, Captain Marvel, and then they they can talk to the ghost of the wizard, and Captain Marvel and Billy Batson can talk to each other. And they immediately go there after he becomes Captain Marvel for the first time. And then he explains to him, because Billy wants to climb the mountain, he says, you can never do that. So when they're having a discussion, the little boy runs off and climbs the rock of mountain. And when they come back, problems have started to occur. Right. So Billy causes the problem. And while they're there, he has the a... one thing he tells him not to do. Yeah, it's the one thing he tells him not to do, but it's also where he realizes some... I can't remember. How does he realize he has a sister? Does the does He the knows he has a sister. Him, does the, no, he didn't. They show him... I thought he... They show okay. him a sister, and he realizes, oh my God, that's my sister. Huh, okay, my bad. Oh, I think ahead. that's how it worked, because I don't think You're, he, you're probably right. Go, he just, probably he just right. realized, that's my sister, and she has a home. Well, it turns out she doesn't have a home. She ran away, too, and he finds her and brings her to live with him in the abandoned building where he has some stuff, and there's a young young thug, a, a, a older 18-year-old at the most. Uh, yeah. At best, but he bully. wants... Well, no, no, not bully. Predator, street yeah. predator. It's beyond bully. He wants right. he wants all the money that Billy Batson has because he knows Talkie gives him money. He knows he has things and he wants everything and he better do it. Then he turns into Captain Marvel and and Captain Marvel takes care of him. Not doesn't kill him, but stops it. And then that's the whole thing of being chased. And then all of a sudden, people are turned into animals, like alligator people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly no. You, that was that was exactly yes. It's all it, it, literally everything in this happens at once. It's kind of cool because yes, it's just it, it's it, for, all of for this. four issues. It, it, there's a lot in four issues, but yes. it's not doesn't feel jam packed. I mean, you no. get introduced to to Doctor Savannah. 
who's the attorney general of the United yeah, States uh, somehow, oh which God. is great. Well, see, it this is the so funny cartoony. thing about this. It's beyond cartoony, too. It's very now. I'm just realizing this. I'm thinking about it now. This is very childlike, too, in the way he wrote it. It's as if a child was writing this. And this is the bad guy. And, oh, yeah, he's the attorney general of the United States. And he has these powers that are all – because it's it's like it was written by a child, only – that is not to knock the writer. He did an incredible job with it, but it, I, it, he had to have doing been doing that intentionally, because sure. it was like everything in it was from the eyes of a child, written from the eyes of a child. The story being told from the eyes of a child. Yeah, no, and you're you got the little little bad guy, Doctor Savannah, is even shorter and creepier than usual. And then you have Mr. Master Mister Mind, which is a giant robot. Well, they're giant well, robots that Mr. Mind a, is controlling. A giant robot comes down. And Mr. Mind, yes, that's is... A little snake or... I, I think in some iterations, isn't Mr. Mind sometimes a little worm? Well, in the in the Shazam movies, he is. And I think in this, he's like a little snake, maybe? Yeah, something Anyways, like that. I, it's really funny uh, that this big bad guy is a little bitty thing. And yes. I want to say extra, extraterrestrial on top of it. Maybe, I think but, he's an extraterrestrial. And, he, and they uh, want to kill everybody on Earth so the Earth can be better. That that's the yeah. that's because humans are what's wrong with Earth, and then they they can have different animals that can think, and basically, basically this is where they got the idea for Guardians of the Galaxy three with the and, master planner oh. or whatever his name is. What is Guardians? Uh, the, uh, high evolutionary. The high evolutionary that just wants to turn everybody into obedient animals. Yeah, or or Ultron that just wanted to wipe. Well, he just wanted to wipe out humanity. That's a that's an AI yeah, Trump. Not for, yeah, not for animals. That's true. Yeah, that's that's that AI Trump. The only way to have true true peace is if all humans are dead. So, I mean, it is a way to have peace, but good lord, Since, yeah, there's there probably be nobody better ways. to make war. That's right. Oh, so, when Mary Marvel is introduced, he says Shazam near her, and then which is interesting about this also is. When she gets her powers through Billy she or Captain little. Marvel, yes. she stays little, which I think is sweet and cool too, and different because you know. Yeah, so she she's a little girl with powers, whereas he turns into a grown man that has some memory loss issues and doesn't know what's quite going on in the new world. But he's also a, an an adult, or at least what a again he's what a child thinks an adult is. If you Correct. watch Captain Marvel's responses to things. And it's the same way with the with the reporters. It's a child's idea of what a reporter does. Like, oh wow, I may have to reread this. No, I burned through good. it so quick, and now and now that I'm sitting talking about it, I'm I'm seeing things that I didn't see. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no. Because I look, I think it is. It does come off as very. It got really good reviews. I don't know if you noticed any of those. Like, no, I, was I didn't kind pay of any attention. It was to kind that. of fascinating. I just, I, I when just, I was done, good. I just read it and enjoyed it. It was same. Yeah. And at the end, they have all these reviews from, like, not just comic book-related review sites or publications. I mean, like, New York Magazine or something, and, like, this is great, this is awesome for kids and adults alike. Because I think there is a lot in there that, yeah, at first read, or, you know, first pass, you're like, ah, oh, this is really simple and easy and kid-friendly, but it's 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 pretty it's pretty well done. There There is a history to the Monster Society of Evil. It was in the original, the first appearance was in the original Fawcett Comics. A, okay. a monster society of evil. Now, I don't think it was anything like this. I just remember making that note that I wanted to mention. That's cool. Uh, I think, and I think it goes all the way back to like the forties. I mean, that's okay. how long ago. Yeah. So I think that's cool too. That, that is that is using what, that using using some of the original 
things from the 40s, which were great things. It was the most popular comic for a while. Yes. Captain Marvel was the most popular comic. It Outselling Superman. It was massively outselling Superman. It was so much more popular than Superman. DC Comics sued them. Out of existence. Literally out of existence. Yes. Because, you know. DC all, is not all, good all and has same. never been good. And even owned by Warner Brothers, they're not good. Anyway, well, I mean, neither, not... neither is really Marvel, but Marvel's not quite as got the history of evil as DC does. It, probably just because it hasn't been around as long. <laughs> just give well, them yeah. time, man. Especially give them a few more decades. Especially now that D- Disney owns them. The other thing, so Mary gets kidnapped by, she mouths taped, Dr. Savannah kidnaps Mary, wants to trade Mary to Mr. Mind for technology so that he can help himself, of course. Because he's also like the the biggest military contractor in the country. Yes, uh, the attorney general is the biggest. Like I said, a child did this because. Well, I mean, now that now that Trump managed to keep all of his businesses and self deal as president, I guess the attorney general could be the biggest military contractor. Matter of fact, now let's make it let's make it better. The head of the joint chief, uh, chief the head of the joint chief of staffs can be a large military contractor now that that's well i was gonna say halliburton i mean uh dick cheney was like a halliburton yes. big wig and then no, he's he was vice the, president. no he was the ceo of halliburton there you go yes I, which is a big wig i will give you that but i, yeah. I just i want you to know how yeah. big a wig he was yes, and then yes, halliburton yes. got just tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of no bid military contracts yeah like you do yes like you do then billy of course has to be careful about when he turns into Shazam because if he's inside the big robots that, that appear on the planet, uh, you know, in Fawcett City or wherever this is located, I think it's called Fawcett City. Yes, things can go haywire. Yes, because, because he, it's the same thing. It's part of the Rock of Eternity. Right. That's right. Yes. So, and you cannot say Shazam in the Rock of Eternity. And then there's a funny part because he makes the deal with the network and the head of the network. He tries to go in there as a kid. She's shoves him off. Yeah. He turns into Captain Marvel and she's like hubba hubba. Yes. And then they go up to the boss man, and he gives them a satellite phone, essentially with video. Yes, they're trying. And it, the, uh, the to get to the funny part is when he's there, wanting to know, can we publish this? Can we go live? And the lawyers are like, nope, nope. And he's like, no, screw it, we're going live. Yeah, I, I, that was the wait. What do you mean? I have video. I'm going live of the Attorney yes. General of the United States trading a little. Threw, he threw a little girl off the top of a robot the size of a building. Yes. We're going. We're going there, live. There might be more to it. No, no, no. There's no. We're, no. Yeah, I did. The part with the lawyers, of course, cracked me. Do you know what? Uh, well, every lawyer uh, is evil, as you well know. Ex- well, exact. Very well known. <laughs> very well known and accepted in society. What What else is there? I don't know. That there's I'm trying to think of there. I mean, any other big notes or takeaways? No, there. There. As much as I good. enjoyed it, there wasn't just a ton to it. It was a it was an origin story, but it was an incredibly well done origin story. I wish there was more. I don't think there's another volume. Is this all no. he did of this? I, that I, was just I it. looked. Just, I looked. Yep. Just in and out. Well, he's got his own. I don't yes. know that he's still writing Bone. He might be. I don't know. I still need to. I've known. Like I said, I've known about that for years and years, and I've heard nothing but good things. I think it bears mentioning Captain Marvel Shazam, originally created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck, Fawcett Comics, 1940. I mean, like right after Superman. We talked. We've talked about this before. The litigation, just because they both wear red in their suit and have a cape and fly, that was enough for DC to apparently win some kind of trademark infringement, Ew. copyright I, it thing. It wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't just that. It was also the idea that they said 
we need to make a Superman character. Yes. But isn't that kind of the the real crux of it is that they just said, hey, we need to make a Superman character and give him all these powers. Now, I can also make the case that he's a completely different character. No, I was going to say. He, except he looks exactly like him and has the same main power. Actually, not even that. Shazam flew first. That's right, because yes, because because Superman, Superman would did sleep, not fly over, Shazam, over the building. Shazam could fly, so it's not yeah. the same character. It's a very similar character, but, but it's not the, but the it's alien not. versus the kid and the That's wizard right. magic and, and magic versus science. It's it's a, a magic character versus a science based character. It's just too bad because oh because even. Even after they sued them out of existence and or bought them, and now of course DC owns whatever remnants of Fawcett Comics there. Or Wiz, it was Wiz Comics. Am I confusing? Not Fawcett. Was it Wiz Comics? Anyways, oh, Wiz Comics was the name of the comic book. Fawcett yes. Comics is the comic. Fawcett Comics was the comic. Oh, here's my one of my last points. For in my opinion, as great a character as Captain Marvel slash Shazam is, criminally underused, underutilized. I feel like in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Yes, I mean because because the big one. It's the big three, and actually it's legitimately, it is the big two for DC. It is Superman and Batman, and if you put up this character that has the back history and explore him the way you really could, it'll take away from the big two. So I, that's my thought on it. That's the reason. This is a, we, we sued them out of existence. We own the character. We'll use him whenever the hell we want, but we're just going to use him as the butt of jokes. We're going to use him as all sorts of different things. We're not going to give him the opportunity. They only seem to really, really push their comics, what DC came up with originally or as originally as they can claim to. And they also get into weird ruts where whatever, if anything hits... They like oh, any, they like anybody. Death. They beat it to death. Yes. Batman smiles. All that happened, and then if Superman gets hot for a second, or Wonder Woman, or whatever, just you know the the flavor of the week. It, it, and everybody does it in every. I mean, it, co- there's copycats and in, in, yes. in blah blah blah. But it's too bad because this. I think there's still so much to mine here. I think there, there is if a somebody lot. if they would give somebody the chance to. I think it could be done very, very well, and I don't feel like it has been. I, maybe I'm wrong. I could be completely wrong. I don't uh, think you are. The one thing, oh, this the time. other thing I think is really cool about this. I remember from reading this back in the where Shazam, the the word Shazam comes from. I think we've talked about it before, yes. but I did write it down because I was taking notes. S is for Solomon. Boys of Solomon. H is Hercules, the strength of Hercules. A is Atlas, the stamina of Atlas, holding the world up. Zeus is power. Achilles is courage. And then Mercury is uh, speed. So that's where you get the moniker, the name Shazam. And I think that also, for some reason, super cool. I don't know. I just think it's... it's... I, it, it was a really neat thing, and it's an original, and that's where it came from, and it was cool. The writers did a really good job coming up with the origin of this superhero. Yes. In, in yes. a time where they weren't really cranking out... Well, I guess this was when they were starting to crank out origins of superheroes, but this they did a good job well and, and remember back then too in the 40s especially this was so unique i feel like and it's not like i'm a comic book historian but a lot of your comic book characters superman was unique because he was yes. an alien from another planet yes that had these super literal superpowers different than a guy dressing up as a bat that was just physical peak condition or the shadow well, i was or... gonna say yeah well i was gonna say the Batman was just the shadow as a bat. Right. Or, you know, all these other characters that weren't necessarily a lot of, well, Green Lantern. Yeah, some were powered, some were. But you had a lot that weren't powered, like Wildcat, you know, a bunch of the Golden Age guys. This was, again, just such a unique 
origin story character. And then the brilliant part about the kid. It, it's a kid. I mean, this is, it, it's a kid. It's, a kid. it's what it's caused comic book. It's what caused Robin. It's what caused Robin because right around the same time, Batman got Robin. About a year yeah. after Batman came out, and I, it's probably after Shazam, they're like, what if we gave a kid sidekick? And that's where the sidekick thing came in. I was going to say, they all started getting sidekicks. And they started getting sidekicks because kids want to see themselves. This is, And it was mostly a child comic books were mostly for kids so it was the idea of we need to give them more it's more popular if they can see a kid in them so superman got his good friend jimmy olsen superman's best friend jimmy olsen who was a kid photographer yeah so they could see themselves better in the comic like i like i think i said earlier it's good to be seen in books it's good to be everybody needs to be seen it gives you it gives you realism and it also helps people to see other people if you have variations in comics and books and movies and you see how other people live and you see that there are other people and they're they've got value i'm back on a rant sorry anywho how dare you i know but you can learn more about this at the public library the public library it's free yo boom anything else on this one Mr. Charles. No, no, I really don't have anything more on this one. I really did enjoy it, and I now thinking about it, I may have to, I may have to read it again. I'll put that on my list to read again at some point, just as a all right. Let me remind me and let me look at it deeper. Well, and now I'm wondering, you know, what what else Captain Marvel, Shazam? Yeah, I may read some more Shazam. Yeah, I I I may play around on Hoopla or on. I know, and you know, when I suggested this, there was a one by Jerry Ordway. 80s i want to say that is also very well received received that i read also but i don't remember as well because i read this one more recently but might be worth you know taking a look at if you're looking for something also kind of i feel like very much of the same tone okay so there's that now i've always had a soft spot for that character and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that when we were kid when we were little kids there was uh reruns of a 70s live action shazam tv show Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely right. And he was the 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 Captain Marvel, the kid that played Captain Marvel was in the last Shazam movie. Really? Yes, that was the little old I... man. That was the old man at the end of it. Wait, in the last one that just came out that yes. I haven't seen yet? Yeah. Okay, oh, no, you haven't, I haven't, seen, oh, it. You haven't it's, seen it? It's oh, okay. on. It's on. It's, it's on HBO now. Okay. Yeah. No, I, that's where I watched it. I finally watched it. I, as I said in the text to you and Caesar, I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah i know i, it, I have that i haven't seen the flash i am i started watching the flash this morning i got 30 minutes left and then i haven't seen you're gonna hate me i haven't seen the latest spider-verse movie so i got a that's three okay. that's i okay. got three i, uh, I think on i have it fifth on the fifth it comes out on i think it's already come out on digital but i'm not buying it on digital i'm gonna buy right, the maybe. well because it's about the same price to buy blu-ray dvd digital all at once with extras well it'll have extras on but i'm i'm gonna buy that i won't i don't really watch a lot of extras but i want i i would i like to own things now physically because you can keep around a blu-ray player for a long time and they can take away your digital remember you don't own your digital copy yeah you're it's a long-term rental until they decide it's not, and then they can just take it away. And I don't like that, so I'm trying to buy. I'm back to if, and I don't buy a lot of stuff because it's on streaming stuff and what have you. But this is the oh my god, I love that movie, and I'm so angry about it. And when you watch it, we'll talk about why. Okay, cool. And it has nothing to do with the movie. It's just there's something that ticked me off 
so extreme that has nothing to do with it and then making me itch to watch the next movie. Oh, okay. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it cliffhangers because it's a fucking second movie in a trilogy and it cliffhangers <laughs> hard and I was pissed and I was so into it. I didn't even realize that they were just going to end it right the fuck here. And just I mean, boom. everybody is so. You, but you don't do that. Do you ever like look at your watch or start thinking like they're not no, going to be able just, to wrap this I up was, in oh, time? I, I knew it was it had to end at some point, but I thought there would be some. And I mean, I'm just no, I was just dialed into the fucking movie. I was like, oh, my God, gotcha. this movie. Oh, my God, this movie. So did you watch? I know you. Uh, there's a lot to watch. Did you watch any of the Stranger Worlds? No, Star I Trek? still haven't talked about it. No, I watched Ahsoka. Okay. I, well, and the I've only two. we finally finished Mandalorian, and we just started Ahsoka this morning. So, okay. Love um, Ahsoka. She well, is. She's my favorite Jedi. No, speaking of cliffhangers, I'm not going to spoil anything. But this last season of, of I'm sitting there watching the last episode and thinking about it, and I was like, Gosh darn it! These sons, they're going to freaking cliffhanger the crap out of this, and sure enough. Oh, Strange New like, World season two. It's like it's just like you got to be. I mean, that's you got to be kidding me. That's good to know because now, oh. since I haven't finished season one, I can just wait until season three starts, get the first two seasons by. Yeah, uh, yeah, you from could. the library, and then just go through that and and save myself the. Oh, it was a and it's a hard stop cliffhanger like i'm just like what huh and then like i'm immediately like when oh writer strike oh, oh yeah no writer is strike. that is, is that even any closer to any kind of resolution there you heard they there was an offer made that actually moved a little bit on the producer's side they, they and not a lot but they agreed that somebody could see some streaming what was going on on streaming but they basically but it was a very limited number of people from the guild the writers guild could see streaming numbers but they couldn't tell the writers what they were and that was a and, and the response back and then they countered so they countered that and they they told the membership about it and they said there's been some movement it's not we're not we're not where we want to be but this is what what's going on and then the producers came out and said, oh, well, they didn't even counter back. All they're saying is that they won't do this, which is, as they said, that's that. this is the producers lying again. We've countered, so we're, we're negotiating, but they've moved, which is a good first sign. And they had to get to this point. They had to get into when the new seasons are supposed to start. New seasons are supposed to start in the next month. Yeah, that ain't got, happening. And it's not going to happen. So now they're putting some hurt on them, and they are literally, they're claiming they're not losing money. They're going to, they're losing money, and they're going to keep losing money. Well, they're losing money, and also, did I hear right that besides essentially Barbie and Oppenheimer, maybe like the new Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie didn't do nearly as well. Like a lot of movies are not performing at the box office, and I think there's just been a change in the way we consume media. Wow, we're just doing a. This is fine. I love talking about this stuff. I think that we got used to. I got used to COVID. Like, hey, the movie's coming out at the theaters, but I can wait three, six months. Yes, I'm not going to die if I don't see it. I know it's going to come out on Max. I know it's going to come out on Disney. I don't see the, that huge a benefit to going to a theater a lot Unless of Unless it's something like Oppenheimer that I'm heard. Of course, the director's going to say this. Oh, you well, need to see it in IMAX. Well, every, every Yeah, look, I have learned that... How can I say this politely? Most directors are too high on their own supply a lot of the time. I, I'm not knocking them. They do great jobs, but they get very much into this auteur space and they become damn near insufferable. Right. They still make great movies, but it's just like, okay, settle down a little bit there. <laughs> Tap the brakes here, you're buddy. Still, you're still just a person. And you get what I mean, I hope. I don't. No, 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 I do. I'm not saying it. Yeah, it's... Well, look, it, it, 
like what's a what's the actor Rushmore or the actor the director Thomas Wayne Anderson something Thomas is that a. his name no something like that any Anderson something Dan- like the that new movie that he did he's got a very distinct oh yeah he has style a, he has horror. a style yes uh, you either love it or you don't but that's correct like th- that movie came out Asteroid City and I've I've generally liked to downright loved a lot of the movies that I've mm-hmm. seen that he's done we didn't watch the French Dispatch I don't think I have not seen one of his movies in a while I really liked the I love Rushmore. That that was what I was gonna say. I really liked Rushmore. I really liked what was the one with the family, the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh my god, that was great! I really loved the Royal Tenenbaums, and then I just kind of lost interest because it was just I was like, okay, but it's the same, and I don't think I've watched another one since then. Which I should. Again, I like him. Yeah. So I wanted to see Asteroid City. That's yes. come out. That's in the theater. We keep, we talk about it, and then you know, on the weekends we st- we got stuff going on, or yeah. we, we want to take it easier. We got to do so- anyways. It just it's interesting that it's just changed where it used to be. Oh, this movie's coming out. I got to go see it in the first couple weekends, and that's just changed. Yeah, well, you're for me older, as well. True, 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 true. So. Uh, all righty, sir. Well, hey, are we at the time where I, we? Uh, I suggest. Think, I think we're at the time where we suggest. I will go first if you would like me to. I uh, sure. I'm going to suggest we read this comic book called Mr. Miracle from 2017 by the great Tom King okay. and art by Mitch Gerards. Both Tom very King, Tom King is a really good comic book writer. He is. And we haven't read and anything I, by him yet, have we? I don't know that we have, which is okay. weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mr. Miracle. And I'll shoot you a screenshot, but and it's on that'll be good. It's, it, it's a little bit of a longer read. This is a 12 issue run. Okay. Uh, we could do. I I no, don't remember it if all. it's broken up. Let's read it all. Okay. We're fine. We're good. Yeah. I have a forty-two issue run on. <laughs> no. I am gonna suggest a Kurt Busick book that uh, with art by Steve Immerman, and it's a Superman type comic. It's something I read a long time ago, and I really enjoyed it. It's called Secret Identity. And it's on it's on Hoopla, and it's it's just four issues, but I think they're fairly long issues, because it's a it's a hundred ninety six pages, but it's it's a fun one. I I think you'll like it. Um, okay. It, it's, Super, is it it's, Superman Secret Identity? It's Superman Secret Identity. It's I've heard of this. I've never yeah, read it. Yeah. I I read I this is one I picked up at the library. I was just walking through the library along. T- a while back looking at their graphic novels and I saw that and I looked at it and I said, yeah, no. And a lot of times when I'm doing the picking up hard copies at the library, I'll grab stuff that I never finish. I start reading it. I go, yeah, not for me. And stop this one. I just, I was like, Oh, 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 Oh. So I liked it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. The premise, the premise is great. And so that is what I am suggesting. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you for everybody for listening. Charles, thank you for, as usual, doing all the production, hosting the show with me, doing the show with me. Patrick, thank you for everything you have done and do for the website. And again, to everybody listening, thank you. Thank you, Hav. Thank you for everybody listening. We truly appreciate it. And I hope you all have a great rest of the day, whatever you, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Bye. Bye.